Hey there, I'm Angela Batista, and you're listening to American Student Radio on WIUX LP Bloomington. If you're new to the program, each week we pick a theme and bring you stories centered around that theme. Today on the show, we are neither here nor there, but somewhere in between. Between two pieces of bread, between a rock and a hard place, between the liminal space of high school and college. Stick around. From Bloom... <laughs> from... Uh, again, live... What is it? Oh, ready? Should I do it again? From Indiana University in Bloomington. From Indiana University in Bloomington. This is... This is... This is American Student Radio. Real chill. Real chill. Aliens. Conspiracy. Journalism. And lesbians. When we were coming up with story ideas for this show, someone brought up this question, a rather controversial question that led to some serious debate between our producers. Are hot dogs sandwiches? Producer Rick Brewer brings us the story of Jack and how this question had a small impact on the end of his high school relationship. I don't think I'm better than other people, but that is one of the few moments where I like feel I'm on a platform to look down on people when their poor souls decide that hot dogs are somehow sandwiches. Meet Jack, a freshman at IU Bloomington from Greater Detroit. Many people like myself think the hot dog sandwich debate is kind of silly. To me, the answer is obvious. But, in Jack's case, this debate had a slight impact on the final moments of his relationship with his high school girlfriend. But well before this decisive Frank-filled moment, Jack knew he wasn't going to be marrying his high school sweetheart. Well, things started to go south far before the college question came up. She turned into a different person. I turned into a different person. And it wasn't like anything drastic. It just like you could kind of tell after the first like year and a half-ish. Jack knew at the beginning of the in-between high school and college phase that he didn't want anything to hold him back from having a classic college experience. And he did what most of his friends didn't do, which was go to college out of state. I knew that I wanted something new. Um, I really liked how IU uh, seemed, like, I know that they send the same letter to everyone, you know, but for some reason it felt enthusiastic. I'm like, well, hell, if their robot can be enthusiastic, that's great. <laughs> like, if they can put that much time into just, like, give, making that little difference, I was like, and I know, like, obviously they give everyone the same thing, but it just seemed like they were genuinely enthusiastic that I got in. Once Jack knew that moving to Bloomington was just around the corner, He knew that his days with his girlfriend were dwindling, but, like the gentleman that he is, wanted to make sure that it ended in the best way possible. We decided, I think, that day to go to, like, Eastern Market, which is this nice outdoor market, and get food, you know, and, because, yeah, I mean, like, you might as well try to end it on a good note. So you knew going into that date you were going to end it at that point for a few weeks we both like had this idea in our head we're like this isn't working but no we didn't really talk about it but it was very much there it was just kind of waiting on who was going to make the move but this move came up faster than jack anticipated and that it would be him who initiated the breakup conversation because once they arrived back home the hot dog sandwich question emerged I think it was either because we were eating hot dogs or some topic of hot dogs was there brought up or whatever. And and 
you know what it was? It was probably BuzzFeed or something like that. Just, just BuzzFeed always ruining everything. Like something on a phone, whatever it was, brought up the topic of our hot dogs a sandwich. I guess thinking that I thought the same thing, she thought that hot dogs were a sandwich. And that's when I knew that that was going to be the last day. <laughs> now, Jack emphasized in our interview that this wasn't the sole reason why he broke up with his girlfriend, but was just one of the many reasons why he didn't see the relationship continuing. And for listeners who think Jack is wrong, that hot dogs are indeed sandwiches, it's pretty official that they aren't. Well, first off, and I don't know the full name of the organization, I think it's like a National Bureau of Franks or something like that, and they have an official statement saying that hot dogs are not a sandwich. The organization that Jack is referencing is called the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council, and I looked it up. It's true. The NHSC did make an official declaration that hot dogs are not classified as sandwiches. And it would seem that it's not so much about what's in between, but rather its vessel. Bun, lettuce wrap, a taco has a shell. We don't call tacos sandwiches, do we? No, right? Do you know why we, do you know why on menus, burgers are separate from sandwiches? No. Because burgers have buns. Sandwiches have bread. And hot dogs have buns, but they're not burgers because they're not burgers inside. They have franks in them. The amount of people out there who casually toss around the accusation of a hot dog being a sandwich as if there's no repercussions or consequences to that. This culture is slowly sliding down a very slippery slope, and it's up to the few of us that know the truth to stop it. Music in this piece comes from Blue Dot Sessions. For American Student Radio, I'm Rick Brewer. In this next piece, producer Emily Miles dives into the sandwich, and what she finds between those two pieces of bread is much more than egg salad or ham. I'm picturing my dad in 1970, inches from a round living room TV. A little blue puppet marches across the screen. Sandwich, give me sandwich. Can uh, I have sandwich? Wait a second, this is my egg sandwich. I made it myself. You made that yourself? Yes, I did. You must be proud. Oh boy. And I'm thinking back to my own five-year-old face, inches from my family's TV in 2001. A lean fellow with a green shirt and shaggy hair enters the frame. I wish I had a ham sandwich to calm my nerves. And then my dad walks in with sweet tea and a peanut butter and peach preserve sandwich. My squirmy toddler self probably eats it too quickly. Definitely too quickly to think about what I'm eating. The combo of Jif and Smuckers, that American lunchtime staple... And I most certainly did not have time to consider the way that what goes in between two slices of bread can express and fuse and share histories and cultures. So a few years later, I'm chewing a little slower and asking around, what did you eat growing up? Ham and cheese is what I would normally do, like throw some chips in there. But then later in life, I don't know, things got weird. So sometimes I would take chapathis, which is like an Indian style of flatbread, and we would put peanut butter and jelly on that. 
So you spread refried beans on the bread and you put uh, avocado on it and uh, chihuahua cheese, sometimes uh, veggies, and meat. So the meat is usually like, my family likes milanesa meat or they like arachera, which is like this Mexican steak. But I, uh, I don't really like that kind of meat, so I just do go the vegetarian route. And lots of, lots of hot sauce and salsa. Jack Evans from Tennessee said he'd endure all mocking to go to bat for the plain tomato sandwich. And in high school, Maggie Oates gave Esther Yoon her first ever PB&J. And Sarah Renahan remembers Jordan Davis nibbling her sandwiches into the shape of a llama. My cousin remembers our grandma fixing Miracle Whip sandwiches. And my aunt remembers her mother buying six loaves of bread every week. My dad would always buy, like he would always buy the same loaf. It was, uh, was it the bunny bread? This is Leon Provost. I'm Filipino-American that would eat condensed milk sandwiches. My mom would make them. And then we used sweetened condensed milk on everything anyway. Plus, I was a kid, so I, I liked anything sweet. But Leon doesn't really buy condensed milk these days. No, my sandwiches now are just, like, pretty uh, Americanized. Just deli meats and cheese and vegetables, I guess. Or just very standard stuff. It's the sort of thing that my friend Catherine De La Rosa did on occasion when she was a kid. Well, I didn't actually eat sandwiches in my house much at all because... Uh, our primary carb in my family is jasmine rice. So when I did have a sandwich, I tried to make it boring and like as like standard, like white, like what you'd see in a cafeteria as possible. So like ham and cheese. But here's the thing about ham. So like I in my head, spam and ham, because they rhyme, but also because they look similar. They were the same to me. When my mother was like out of ideas or just didn't have time to cook, what she would do was she would open up a can of Spam. It's shaped like the can, and it's like pale pink and in and, and a fluid. But she would take that, like cut it into slices, and then just fry them up and then give, give it to us with rice and then like some easy vegetable. So I wondered I should put that on some bread. And I did a few times, but it's just so salty because it's like full of preservatives, because it was developed to feed the military, I'm pretty sure, when they were trotting through jungles and stuff in, you know, countries they shouldn't be in. Like, I think that part of it is knowing that other, like, Pacific countries are also eating spam right now. It's kind of like a shared history. Like, uh, we all got f***ed over. My name's Chitra Vedantam. I'm a freshman here at IU. I'm studying linguistics. I am Indian-American. Both my parents immigrated here from India. Uh, for me, growing up in the U.S., I felt a little distant from my Indian heritage and my Indian culture at certain points in my life. But food was always one of those great ways that I could connect with my Indian heritage. And also, it was a great way to connect with all of my family in India or of Indian heritage who are like in the U.S. that we were meeting. And it was also a great place for me to explore with different um, aspects of my culture and what I think of my culture is because, like I said, you know, I could mix different aspects of my American side and my Indian side with doing like a chapati PBJ or like throwing on some cumin and other Indian flavors into dishes that were American. 
So that made it a lot of fun to uh, experiment with food culturally. And I think food's important because it's definitely the heart of a lot of cultural um, communication. When you experiment with food, it's a really uh, low-pressure way to experiment with different cultures. Because, like, learning a language is really intimidating or, like, traveling is expensive and intimidating. But, like, food, you know, food is not a huge learning curve. One time I brought a veggie burger to school. My friend was like, oh, can I try that? And I was like, yeah, for sure. But I forgot to warn her that my mom had put cranberry chutney in it. And cranberry chutney is really hot. And my friend can handle the spice range of like hot Cheetos. She took a bite and she had to run to the bathroom. And I felt so bad. (laughs) She was like, oh my God, you did not warn me. I was like, yeah, sorry. But she was like, I mean, it didn't taste bad. It just burned my tongue off. Actually, I had her over this weekend and my mom cooked for her. But um, we we kept the spice range lower. (laughs) The sharing facilitated by sandwiches is everywhere. Other places uh, have done their own spin on the torta. And uh, I've seen, like, tofu tortas. There's uh, breakfast tortas actually sold here in the Herman B. Wells Library, which I thought was pretty hilarious. (laughs) I was like, oh, wow. Um, It's like... Just eggs and salsa and, like, tomato or something like that. My name is Amanda Martinez. I'm a senior studying arts management. I'm from Hammond, Indiana. A lot of my friends are actually also Hispanic. That's just the area I grew up in with a lot of minorities. And so um, it was cool to see, like, how other cultures made different types of foods because everyone is different uh, when it comes to preparation. And that's something that was cool to learn even if you're even if you have a Mexican friend, if they're like from a different region of Mexico, they do things differently. So this semester, when I started studying abroad in Lima, the first day I was here, my host mom brought out this jar of peanut butter from Kroger. And apparently one of her last exchange students had brought it as a gift. And I thought it was the sweetest thing in the world because she just wanted to make me feel at home. At the end of the day, Two slices of bunny bread or telera roll or some chapati is this unsung vehicle of the in-between. Whether it's connection with your own heritage, experimental flavor fusion, or sharing a little love with someone else, the simple sandwich holds the keys. For American Student Radio in Bloomington, I'm Emily Miles. Transitions in life can often feel like an in-between place, especially the transition from childhood to adulthood. For many of us, this transition occurred when we came from high school to college. ASR producer Chitra Vedantam explores how this transition feels for different people, or rather, two people that are pretty much the same person. The transition from high school to college is strange. It's a phase where we are between childhood and adulthood. As a new freshman myself, I remember being told on every college tour that people deal with this transition differently, even people who are very similar. So I decided to test this theory out with two college freshmen at IU, Kathy and Sophie. These two couldn't be more similar. Um, so we have a lot in common in high school. We did all the same clubs. We played lacrosse together. We worked on our school magazine together. We were both the informatics managing editors. Um, we both like to draw. Yeah. You guys are actually doing the same major here, right? 
Yeah, we're both majoring in studio art, and we want a concentration in graphic design. They even share a face. Oh yeah, did I mention they're twins? Unlike most roommates, they even agree on how to decorate the dorm room they share because they shared a room in high school as well. Um, it's pretty big, and there are a lot of posters and stuff on the wall. Yeah, posters of what? Can you describe some of the stuff on your wall? Um, there's a lot of cat posters on our wall. Yeah, are they your cat? Yeah, his name is Zeus. They also agree on how difficult the new responsibilities of college can be. It can be annoying at times because I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing, and I don't. Sometimes I'm questioning what I'm going to do with my life, and how different it is from high school.、Um, I found, I find like the difference between high school and college is that high school is very like formulaic. You know, you take you study material and you take a test and it repeats over and over again. But college is really different because you have more freedom. And you have, I don't know, a lot more work. Even though they seemed to mostly agree on how they were handling this transition, there were a few things they disagreed on, like how it feels to be a freshman. Yeah, it's kind of annoying,、um, because you know, you I was just a senior, and now I'm at the bottom of the food chain again. So it's slightly annoying. I most of my classes. They're mostly freshmen too, but then there are some classes with upperclassmen in it, and I don't know. I just, yeah, yeah. I find that you know, I think it's kind of annoying too. But at the same time, I find that concept to be kind of strange because I'll see someone in my class and I'll think, oh, that person is totally older than me, but then they turn out to be a freshman too. So I, I, I don't know. It's just kind of hard to tell sometimes, and it really shouldn't matter. But it, you know, it's something I'm always thinking about. So. Why does it matter? I don't know. It's just like a, it's a weird thing. And how they've dealt with the stress of the transition. I've noticed that I seem a lot. I seem to be a lot more stressed out than Cassie, and、um, it's kind of annoying because I don't want to be stressed out. At the same time, I can't help it. But Cassie's always, you know, she's always pretty chill. It can be incredibly stressful and frustrating to adjust to a new life, to not be sure where you stand. But just as paper had to be pressed to print books, sometimes it takes the pressure of the in between to forge us into something new and wonderful. So we just have to tough it out. But if I did take one thing from the twins, it's that we don't have to go through it alone. If she wasn't here, I would probably be crying in a corner right now. Right now, they rely on each other during this transition. But who knows what the future will bring? This is only the first semester of college, and they may grow in unexpected ways. Even if their paths diverge, they will always have each other through the various changes in their lives. For American Student Radio, I'm Chitra Vedantham. Thanks to Chitra for producing that piece. So, what do we do with all of our in-between time—the time spent between or walking between classes, for instance? Producer Sarah Panfil wants to be more conscious and let that time inspire her to learn something new. In this next piece, she sits down with fellow producer Josh Allen and makes him listen to one little thing she learned. Welcome to Josh's and Sarah's weekly podcast, where we talk about whatever interests us.、Uh, that's really not what this piece is, though. Isn't it? <laughs> Isn't it? Okay. Wait, I have to be like facing you because that's okay.、Mm-hmm. That's natural. That's natural.、Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, 
Do you ever think about uh, Do you ever think about how much time we spend between destinations? Are you talking about like wasting time, like how we waste a third of our time asleep? You know, no, no um, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like how most of the time we're just focused on getting from one place to the next. Like when we're asleep. No. I'm talking about a different sort of unawareness. Like how little I pay attention to the things around me. Especially when I'm focused on getting somewhere. Yeah, I think that happens to everyone. Right. So I came up with a little solution. What is it? I'm going to make it a habit to learn something about my surroundings. Just one thing at a time. Oh, just one thing. Well, it's it's a little solution. Uh-huh, go on. Okay, like the other day, I was walking between classes. Uh, behind the auditorium, there's a stretch of sidewalk lined with flowers, and there's a bike path and that Hoagie Carmichael statue. Oh, yeah, Hoagie Carmichael. Yeah, yeah, he's like the famous musician from Bloomington. Yeah, that's what they say at orientation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I thought I knew about him, too. I pass that statue all the time, but... I never really paid attention to it until the other day. So did you learn something new? (laughs) Yeah, I learned something new. I I actually listened to one of his best-known songs, Stardust, I think for the first time. Hmm. Makes me think of a a candlelit dinner. Bachelors are at the bar. It's it's a pre-prohibition age. Mm, makes me think of a smoke-filled room and old men rubbing elbows with cigars sticking out of their mouths. I think it was his first hit song. Yeah, I knew that. But you know what I didn't know? What he said about the song and how the idea came to him. I'm on the edge of my seat. He said, And then it happened. That sensation that this melody was bigger than me. The recollection of how, when, and where it all happened became vague as the lingering strains hung in the rafters of the studio. I wanted to shout back at it. Maybe I didn't write you, but I found you. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I have to be somewhere. Oh, yeah, uh... Uh, yeah, me, my, me too. I, I got, I gotta go somewhere. So, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's try this part again. Okay. Okay. Say the huh again. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I have to be somewhere. Yeah, uh, yeah, me too. So, should we sign off? Uh... Now? Yeah, I th- I, now's a good time. Now's a good time. For American Student Radio in Bloomington, I'm Sarah Panfell. And I'm Josh Allen. That is it for today's show. If you liked any of today's stories or would like to hear other episodes from American Student Radio, you can find us on SoundCloud, subscribe to us on iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tune in next week when hosts Carter Barrett and Sarah Panfill ask the question, what are you trying to say? Thank you for listening to American Student Radio on WIUX LP Bloomington. I'm Angela Batista. Thank you for listening to American Student Radio. 
We're produced by students at Indiana University Bloomington. Our theme music is provided by Lunamatic. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash American Student Radio and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at ASR Voice. We broadcast new episodes every Sunday at noon on WIOX and stream on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash American-student-radio. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.